I'm Chris Barker. And I'm Will Betts. And this is the Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast, brought to you in partnership with Evo by Audient. In this podcast, we speak with producers, engineers, DJs, and industry figureheads about their fantasy forever studio. The imaginary studio that our guests dream up will be one that they have to live with for eternity. But even in fantasy forever studio land, we have some rules. Of course, the rules. Our guests will select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface. Those are free items we let everybody choose. Then our guests will choose just six other bits of studio gear, plus one non-studio related luxury item. But Chris... Yes, yes, yes. No bundles! That's right, there's no bundles. Choosing a package of separate software or hardware as a single item is not allowed. That's right. Today we have Orlando Higginbottom, better known to the world as Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaurs, or Teed. That's right. Since Teed's breakout track Garden in 2011 and his award-winning debut Trouble in 2012, he's worked with some of the biggest names in the business, including Mark Ronson and Banks. He's also released a steady flow of singles, EPs and remixes, but is gearing up to release his second full-length album, When the Lights Go, in September. So we're looking forward to hearing a little bit more about that. Yes, yes, let's get into it. This is My Forever Studio with Teed. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much. Before we start thinking about the fantasy studio, when does it start for you, the kind of recording studio journey, I guess? My big brother had a studio set up in his bedroom and then in the garage at home and um he's he's i don't know how much older than he is than me maybe eight years i think and um so i just sort of was aware of him making music and and sort of you know saw the samplers and saw the roads you know he borrowed a roads off a friend and i saw midi keyboards and stuff and all this and um i was pretty afraid of it uh and certain fears that he instilled in me are still there such as um i'm still i'm still scared of midi like completely irrationally afraid of midi it's like a snake like i sort of see where it says in, out, and through, and I'm like, Ugh. Um, because he would, uh, he was like, he was like, you can, you know, he set up like a Cubase thing for me, and he was like, you, you know, you can plug your MIDI keyboard in, and I couldn't do it, I couldn't figure it out. I had an early traumatic experience with MIDI, <laughs> haven't dealt with it, and it's still there. And so I then, at the school I was at, they had. Sibelius, the mm-hmm. music notation software that I could figure out how to use because I was a as a kid I was like a classical music kid I had piano and singing and stuff and I wanted to be a composer so I started programming on Sibelius which has got mm-hmm. general MIDI sounds in it and I started making like beats in Sibelius um, and then um and then I record them onto DAT or cassette out of the headphones of the computer. Those are gone, obviously. But oh, that's a great shame. Rare, rare beats there. Um, <laughs> and and or even I would hear a TV theme tune. I would like it, and I would harmonise it and work it out on Sibelius. And then another school they had Reason on the computers, and that's when things really took off for me. Um, and I became like fully hooked and I found a way to get a copy at home and became obsessed with making music. I think because, because I was, 
brought up on classical music and I was sort of very early age trying to like write music on manuscript paper and notate and stuff but in the full awareness that nobody would ever play this stuff because I'd need a string quartet or an orchestra or whatever you know I knew that was impossible so as soon as I saw that I could input a sound and hear something back my mind was just like well here we fucking are let's go like I can I can build my world here and what about the in out and through when you used to be able to turn reason around that must have uh being a bit of a like a midi fright all those all those yeah. leaves at the back I, of reason i hate it i hate it <laughs> i used to hate it too there was only one thing i knew how to do and that was set up a sidechain trigger into a compressor that's it like that's the only thing i figured out how to do was it was it possible to to just unplug everything so you could get no sound was it that realistic? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I love the yeah. fact they made it so realistic. Yeah, reason is dear to my heart. I don't use it anymore, but I used it up until fairly recently, and I sometimes regret moving on. But I think it's an amazing bit of software. Yeah, I mean, it's got. They've they sort of ironed out all of that kind of ultra realistic and like because yeah. you couldn't do audio for a long time at all, could you? It was you'd have, have until, could only sample it. Yeah, up until about ten years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, 10 years ago, that's recently for me. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's talk about studio setups uh, for your fantasy studio. So like if you could have a studio anywhere in the world, that's our first question every time. Where would you Mm -hmm. have it and why? And uh, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What's your ultimate fantasy studio vibe, creative space? First thing to say is it's at home. Definitely it's at home. It's in the same building I sleep in. Uh, It's pretty close to my kitchen. Um, sort of walking distance to my sofa it's definitely at home and then I think the other thing because I I lived in LA for a long time recently and I worked in LA for a long time recently so I really miss the seasons so I think Mm. I would like to my dream studio is now somewhere with fairly wide screen seasonal change Uh, so maybe some you know upstate new york or or somewhere further north on the west coast you wouldn't move back to somewhere in the uk oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not yeah (laughs) i can see very little music making in the uk in my future interesting okay that's in what why is that i just personally i find it kind of stuffy i find it like stuffy creatively and um (laughs) politically and i guess i'm sort of over it yeah (laughs) sorry uk that's fine um i sense like more emotional creative adventurism from other places and um i think when i do when i'm working with people or when i'm working on my own stuff in the uk there's a little bit of embarrassment involved in making music Mm. um there's a bit of like awkwardness and uh, I'm sort of I'm I'm done with that. I like people who are just like come into the studio and they're like, let's let's write an incredibly uh, powerful pop ballad, um, and unironically mm, yeah. do that. Um, and so there's like a freedom. So I yeah, <laughs> I'm in trouble. No, I completely hear that. Actually, like no, yeah. I, I totally get that kind of. I, I mean, a lot of dance music musicians, like the EDM guys from Europe, went there and sort of said when I interviewed them in LA and, and other places, they liked the fact that there was kind of exactly that. No, 
there was no kind of snootiness if something mm-hmm. was successful as well. Like success is kind of um, celebrated, not kind of like yeah. it's not that underdog culture at the UK where we're always looking for somebody to root for. And as soon as you're successful, yeah. everybody tries to turn on you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And even if you're not successful, you get supported and loved yeah. and it's sort of a more welcoming but i think that's in a lot of places i just think that sort of old europe has a bit of sort of shame and guilt mm. still clinging on from whatever there's still a lot of like dream chasing is still kind of celebrated as well isn't it in the u.s it's like you go for it definitely whereas mm. yeah, mm. yeah yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah. of get a real job <laughs> In the UK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so whereabouts in upstate New York specifically? And what kind of... Are you going to be... Are you, do, you, do you like studios to be in a city where you can just sort of pop out? Or do you like to be really remote for your creativity? This is tricky. So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna go west coast, actually. And I'm going to go like Marin. Ooh. Just for the hell of it. I'm going to go Marin County. So over the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. just above San Francisco. Yep. Um, so I'm still in California, which I love. I think Marin's beautiful. It's quite weird. Near to Skywalker Ranch as well. Isn't... That's in Marin County. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's important to you. Actually, I do know Amon Tobin used to have a studio up around that's there right, yeah. years ago that I went to that was amazing. Um, I might come back to this location right. thing, but it's in my house. Okay. Um, and I'm going for some kind of like brutalist architecture i would definitely have a very sparse studio i i put a lot of stuff on my walls when i'm working i hang up a lot of notes and drawings and things i print out like a serial killer like with the red string like yeah. a serial yeah. killer <laughs> mapping out a crime yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> very much um yeah like someone who should be arrested yeah. uh, so I want I, I need I need space I need a blank and then I can sort of tear it down and put up the next project victim and build I the mean next project yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, so let's get into your your three free items we can we can um, talk a bit more specifically about the location as you get gear uh, selected for your forever studio so three free items are audio interface uh, DAW and uh, computer so computer choice first i guess like mac pc atari what's in your forever studio um the latest mac with like some kind of hotline to apple care that's an actual genius person who can actually help but i generally don't have problems honestly i just find that the machines die and that bothers me but um when they're alive they work very 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 well mm. um so yeah the the latest mac with uh with um maybe straight straight to tim or something the uh the number you should call him up straight to tim dot yeah. com yeah 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 there's a little top left tab uh, that just goes straight to tim there was i can't remember yeah. which celebrity it was i saw an interview of once and uh Back when Steve Jobs was alive, she used to just call him all the time. Right when her iPhone started playing up, <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but I just loved really? it. Was, it was a brilliant story. Imagine that just being able to like, oh, God, I'll call Steve. We'll be able to fix this. <laughs> I've just specced it all the way up to the very top, um, and we are at just around fifty thousand pounds. 
Is that okay? What? Is that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, great. That's yeah. How many how many Thunderbolt USB and uh, I, I want some extra headphone ports in this just to be difficult. Look, I mean, we we can upsell your dream, but we can't actually change Mac. Yeah. We okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, yes, thank you very much. That sounds wonderful. But uh, you've got 1.5 terabytes of memory, of RAM, and you have 28 cores of um, processor. So you should be, that should set you up all right, I think. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what about your DAW then? You said you, you uh, were a Reason fan, but that's kind of gone to the wayside now. What's, what's now? Is it Ableton? Yeah, it's now Ableton. Um, I say that with some regret, but it is Ableton, and I do love Ableton, but there is a part of me that will always cry for reason. I felt like I had a... Uh, I felt like I had a sound there that was slightly untraceable, and Ableton, to me, though I can't put my finger on it, I think I can hear it. I think I can hear Ableton. And that bothers me. What, in the sound engine? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it might be total Well, let's rubbish, test that right now, I... Will. <laughs> <laughs> Three doors, one track. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, nobody needs it. <laughs> nobody needs it. Yeah. I, think, I think it's the, like I say, I don't think it's not just the, the sound. Um, you think it's more workflow, Chris? It's like, yeah, I think... I think that's the sound you can hear as well in different doors. I can certainly hear it when I... It's the kind of... The, the way it forces the workflow on people in terms of looping stuff and the effects. There's, I know what you mean. It's kind of... I, I think I think I'd struggle to, to get it right over and over again, but I think you can definitely have a guess when people are using the different... Yeah. At least the difference between the linear kind of world of Cubase and logic and stuff and that kind of left to right yeah. kind of idea and then the starting with ideas in Ableton. I guess that's why a lot of people have two doors as well now. And I guess mm -hmm. on that point, why did you move to Ableton from Reason? Was it you were wanting to do more sort of loop-based stuff or what was that thought process? Actually, I don't use the loops ah, okay. stuff in Ableton at all. I hmm. only use it as a left to right sequencer. Ah. Hmm. I think I felt like to progress my production skills, I needed to move to Ableton. Hmm. And in that sense, I was right. Like my production has got a lot better over the last six, well, eight years. But I, I just feel like I abandoned the great bit of software, <laughs> you know. Um, but I am very comfortable with, with, with Ableton and, and the workflow is so fast. And, and you can use Reason as a plugin now though, right? And I do, yep. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. but will it make your six? Let's do the interface and then we can we'll get into the six. Okay, so next one. So we've got Ableton, we've got that ridiculous fifty grand Mac, and uh your final freebie is the audio interface. Sky's the limit here. I, I mean <laughs> it sounds like I can only plug in about four things. So um I'll I'm very happy with my Apollo twin. I really am very happy with it, but I will go for a really good Apollo. Basically, I'll go for the the best, seeing as seeing as I can. But I'm very happy with that. Do you want to go up to the X4, the desktop, or do you want to go up to the X8 or X8P, X16? Go. Which one is the coolest? <laughs> 
<laughs> the X4 is the newest. Uh, probably the X, X8P is a good, is a solid choice. I'm not sure any would be classed as cool. Oh. <laughs> I mean, in so much as it's an audio interface, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's what it's, I mean. It's well, not to do with universal audio, but it's like... No. If I walk down the street with one of those yeah. under my arm, nobody's going to be like, check out that guy. Excuse me, I would be. I'd definitely be like, who's that? <laughs> who's that, that guy? cool guy? With the X16 <laughs> under his he arm. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just go for the latest model, please. Okay. In, in the name of progress. <laughs> well, that neatly brings us on to the mm-hmm. first of your six Forever Studio items. So mm-hmm. what's item number one going to be for the Forever Studio? Uh, I think that has to be speakers, monitor speakers. Good choice. Yeah. I'm so I'm always so happy when people realise that they don't have speakers and we're not on item four, and I'm getting right. worried that they don't realise that they can't hear anything yet. <laughs> anyway, oh, it's number speakers. one. Speakers. Yeah. Okay. Number one. It's number one. Um, I, for whatever reason, um, my first pair of monitors were Dyn Audios, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, I think some adult said, you know, Dyne Audios are great. And I was like, well, they said they're great, so I'm going to try and get a pair. And um, I'm very happy that I did. Uh, I haven't, and I don't think that it's just because I'm used to them, I haven't heard any other monitors that that I enjoy making music on so much. Hmm. And I've spent a lot of time with lots of other monitors. So... I really like their small speakers. I really like the BM6As. I really like the BM5s. I think they're great, very pleasant to work on and just clear enough and unflattering enough to get good results. But Mm. seeing as we're here... um, We can upsell some dreams. I would like to be upsold (laughs) into Dreamland. (laughs) Thank you. Um... (laughs) Uh, but I don't know what the... I mean, I've, I have experienced them, but I don't know what the model names are. I don't want giant monitors in my studio. Mid-sized. So what, we're talking the 8-inch woofers kind of thing? We're not yes. talking 12s? No, I don't want any sunk-into-the-wall situations. No soffit, Will. Oh, no, no soffit sorry. mountain today. No. It's okay. okay. I mean, there's only six things in my studio. It's not a big room. Well, it could be well, big if you want. If you want the room to be big, if you just want a bit of space to stretch out, that's fine. Yeah, you can have that. It's only ever me and one other person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 you know, I just turn it up too loud with those things, and it becomes about the mm. the. It becomes about the actually like moving air, like like feeling the presence of the big speakers, and yeah. not listening, listening, listening. And I think with medium and small speakers, you listen and you have to imagine what it's going to sound like really loud. Um, That's true. I suppose when you get those really big speakers as well, they, I mean, I'm sure there'll be ones that don't, but most most my experience, they, they don't even deliver properly until they get to a certain volume as well. They don't even sound balanced. And do you know what I mean? They, they, they've got yep. like a, a volume that they hit. I'm looking at Will here, hopefully he can explain more accurately than me. But you know what I mean? They've got like an optimum level where that's when they sound balanced and that's what the manufacturer intended. They're not meant to be run quietly. They always sound a bit odd. Yeah, yeah, I I, mm. I agree with that. And I don't really like that. <laughs> no, okay. Certainly not for, for, for my forever studio. 
So what have we got then, Will, Dyne Audio-wise, well, it, to upsell here? So we're looking at the Core series. There are two big models here. The biggest is the Core 59, which has a 9-inch woofer, and it's a three-way design, like its slightly smaller sibling, the 47. Um, the 59 is cool because you can actually take the the tweeter and the mid-range driver and flip those 90 degrees depending on whether you want it horizontal or vertical um, and then there's the slightly smaller one which is a core 47 which just sits on its side that's a horizontal orientation but um yeah what do you reckon um i will go for the horizontal core 47 Good. yeah yes very and nice uh, yeah, do, do you do do you get much Dyn Audio love on the? It's actually on this? the first time you are the first guest to have gone for Dyn Audio, if memory serves. Oh, we might have had some. No, get sure. No, we've got, had a few Dyn Audios. I'm sure. I think okay. they usually end up soffit mounted, though. To be fair, oh, they usually go for the true. big, yeah, the big the big boys. I think um, some of the people that have come on the show and like stolen speakers from other studios. I think That's maybe right. have like taken the the speakers from the main room in studio, whatever, and those have been. Okay. Dying audios, um, but yeah. Okay, well, let's lock those mm. in okay. and swiftly move on. <laughs> Item number two. Oh, this is this is quite tricky because I'm worried I'm going to run out of space. But <clears throat> I know I need a microphone, and I am completely unqualified to make this call because. Uh, there are certain. This is one of my sort of blind spots and one of my sort of areas of fear. So one thing, other thing that I'm afraid of, other than MIDI from childhood, is Phantom Power. Um, oh, it does sound scary, I, Phantom Power. Yeah, number one, it's got a scary name. <laughs> yeah, and number two, you get told all these stories about you're gonna break that microphone if you switch yeah. this on at the wrong time, all this kind of stuff. I don't want to break anyone's equipment i don't want to break my equipment i don't want to have to be careful about when i switch things on and off yeah mm-hmm. i have to say i agree with you on the fandom power that is that's trauma for me too i get i'm completely on board with you that like <laughs> thank you i always used to think why is it phantom like why is there this yeah. hidden power do you know what i mean what about it's, friendly power yeah <laughs> a friendly power that you know where it is it's like there's phantom power switch the phantom and what used to be scary is that well those desks where uh-huh. you would press phantom power on, yeah, but it would turn it on for like channels one, two, eight. It they wasn't individually channel mm. selectable. That's when you would get scared. Like, what's that plugged into? What have I just destroyed? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Phantom power. The, let's so, end phantom power. That's going to be end phantom power. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a cause! I'm going to make a sign. <laughs> so I really like how the. Um, SM7 sounds with my voice, mm. but I don't like holding it because it's a weird shape. Mm. Um, so you get stand, you get stands and everything. Don't worry, you get stands. Yeah, and... but I record a lot of my vocals like this, just holding the mic. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, 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 can I just have a 58? <laughs> <laughs> you can. But can you give me a better version of exactly what this is that just ha- that just picks up a bit more frequency? We could just give you a stand for the SM7. That's surely... I don't, I don't know, because I want to hold it in my hand. So there are a few really high-end handhelds. There's a Neumann handheld that's a condenser, 
are you trying to stay away from anything that would need phantom power? Because that would need phantom yeah, power. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. staying away from <laughs> phantom power. Okay. I feel like there's an Earthworks mic, which is slightly... <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, this. That I mean, I'm scared of phantom power, but you're really scared. That's... I just that's want my that... studio to be a place of love and peace and nothing can be broken. Is there a, there a turbo version of the SM58 by Shaw? There's a Beta 58, um, but that's got just that. got a, that's what this is. It's a hypercardioid pattern rather right. than a... I was going to suggest an Earthworks mic, but that needs phantom power as well. So maybe you just, maybe just stick with the 58. You can... Yeah, how do you, how on, do you, how do you, do you feel about that? How do you feel about the 58? Why, why the 58? Why are you doing all your vocals handheld? What... What's the thought process? Well, the real emotional reason is that I have a pretty strange relationship with my own voice. So I I am a singer professionally, but I don't I, I don't it's I don't really consider myself that. Um you know, I when I go into a somebody else's fancy studio or you know someone's got me in to do vocals and we're in a nice booth and there's a beautiful mic and it's going through great gear i do really enjoy it um mm. but i have to have someone else put me in that situation um oh, so maybe i should have a good mic in this studio and maybe if it's just set up on a stand and i never have to touch anything and the phantom power can just stay on the whole time mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. So I never have to switch it off and on. Got a template on your Apollo. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> Dreams have we been can't. unsold, Will. <laughs> where, are we, where are we going? <laughs> well, let's have that Neumann you talked about. Oh, the, the Neumann handheld? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, nice. So you can take it off the stand if you want. And you can yeah. still do. Okay. What's the model that, Will? This would be... The Neumann KMS 105. There we go. <laughs> Sounds lovely. I'm just not a mic guy. I mean, I'm 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 on the right podcast, but I'm also on the wrong podcast because I I love making music and I love all the equipment we have, but I'm not looking for the next better piece of gear. Um, I'm quite happy with. I think the standards of what we're using is all incredible. Mm. so uh yeah yeah especially like when we all came from that place where you did where we were using headphone jacks into dat machines and you know yeah i mean mm. i i was doing that with mini disc players and laptops and you know thinking that that's how you make stuff and so now it's it's ridiculous really isn't it <laughs> right and uh yeah the last 20 years have been something else i think in music technology i mean what do you reckon will it's been the biggest leaps I mean, you, this is one of the things that you often see when you're looking at gear reviews as well. Things often score really highly. It's because if you can't make music with it, then yeah. it's not going to go out the door. Like, no one's going to buy it because there's so much yeah. good, affordable stuff out there right now. Like, you can put together Absolutely. a setup for a very affordable amount of money. And yeah. 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 I guess the point of, like, the having the 58 would still work, right, for what you're doing. I mean, it is what I've been yeah. using. Uh, like, I... I hmm record my vocals on this mic that i'm holding right now that travels around the world with me and uh is battered around in a suitcase the whole time like it's absolutely fine i I just put some eq on it you know i turn up certain frequencies and turn down other frequencies (laughs) and i get what i need so yeah have we maybe we've erroneously upsold a dream there because i mean no 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 no, let's go let's go go. okay good good yeah okay thank you 
Never apologise for upselling a dream. Well, come on. <laughs> That's what we're here for. The Music Tech My Forever Studio podcast is supported by Evo by Audient and the Evo 16 audio interface. The Evo 16 is packed with eight award-winning Evo preamps alongside Audient's advanced converter technology, which will make recording even easier and better sounding. That's right, featuring their signature smart gain level technology, a groundbreaking motion UI control system, and all the ins and outs for even your biggest sessions, the Evo 16 is a powerhouse interface. I've got to say, I'm a huge fan of that smart gain feature, and with eight inputs, you can perfectly set levels for a full drum kit in seconds. And with intelligent features like this and powerful, easy-to-use design, Evo 16 is a new way of doing things for music makers, home recording enthusiasts, and producers looking to up their interface game. The Evo 16 interface is suggested to retail at £399, €469, and $499 in the USA. Discover Evo online at evo.audio. Item number three, what are we going for? Okay, something that I've never had before then, and I'm going to squeeze this in before I change my mind, is Eventide um, Ultra Harmonizer Rack. The like, uh, uh, I would say the H3000, because that's mm-hmm. the one that I've um, in, uh, absolutely loved using in other people's studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure that they're on like eight or 9,000 at this point. Um, I don't know, you know, how much better a piece of gear can get like that. I just... 6,000 times better, apparently, if it's a 9,000. <laughs> Wicked. This has come up before. This has come up before. Yeah. No, it's, um, the the 3,000 is a classic. Absolutely classic. Yeah. And the 9,000 is uh, an updated version. But it people still rave about the sound of the 3,000. Um, and it's got that sort of crunchy looking black and yellow faceplate that's quite endearing i think rather than the 9000 is all like touchscreen and whatnot i think i might stick with it seeing as this is quite a minimal setup i and normally in a studio one of the one of the things that i do enjoy collecting is very simple effects mm. modules and guitar pedals i love running synth through guitar pedals, running everything through guitar pedals. I just like making silly effects chains. What's the pedal you often go to? Because there's a lot of ear candy in your productions. There's a lot of things like um, that track, The Distance, there's a whole bunch of pitch shifting on it, for instance. Like, What, what are some of your favorite pedals you've got? The pitch shifting on that is that a lot of the synths, that, a lot of the synths you hear on that were on the Moog one. Hmm. And that has quite good internal effects actually uh it's it's obviously it's an impressive synth but you don't really get the most out of it until you start messing with its internal chorus and stuff like that Hmm. i have like a chorus pedal that i love by like earth something earthquake or earthquaker yeah no 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 no. it's h2o i have this chorus pedal that's delay and delay and chorus that for whatever reason i just really have a thing for mm. um oh liquid chorus by yep yeah yep. visual it's not, sound it's it's nothing crazy but i just like it um awesome. a lot of my processes is like i'll do a day where i'll get the ms20 and i'll play the ms20 through pedals on like every track that i'm working on like mm. i'll do a day of doing ms20 takes and then editing them and and just using that as an instrument for a day. Um, 
so I like the idea of having like a great effects rack effects unit ultra harmonize is my favorite one that I don't have so I can get to learn something new and just like going through it all building my own patches whatever yeah what are you what are you using the h3000 for then what have you used that on and to do what like pitchy delays Mm. sort of you can do some like giant reverbs on it and then like chorusy modulations like lovely chorus sounds nice nice yeah we're locking that one in that's a nice choice yeah that's a second or third time it's come up on the on the uh, on the series but like yeah it's not common not common one not a common one Uh, but everybody everybody knows it and everybody's used it at some point it's sort of one of those almost like a studio staple now isn't it if you go into any kind of major studio they've got one um Mm -hmm. okay then well uh let's move on to item number four it starts getting trickier as you get down the list now i've only got three left my concern is drums generally um, or because yeah because like <laughs> can i can i use samples oh yeah yeah well so yeah. you get with um with ableton you'll get uh 11 suites so they'll have all of the samples in there all of the packs in there am i allowed to continue to bring my hard drives of sounds with me oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah and you can so. you know you can you've got a mic and uh you can create your own Drum samples, yep. your yep. own hints. Um, okay, well that I then I will use the sampler within Ableton. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, I mean, do you tend to use one shot samples now and and the sampler, and that's how you create drums? And or do you use loops? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I use yeah. I I I I build out of individual sounds, and takes a long time and there's a lot of layering and stuff but i don't use like a whole break or a whole loop or anything like that i'll just construct it um and that'll be through from existing sounds new sounds live sounds or whatever it whatever it takes really or or just i have fun until it sounds good (laughs) um so i guess i need a polysynth that is good and i have a strange relationship with these things i often find that they aren't worth the money and i get annoyed with them and then i switch them on after six months and i'm like wow this thing's amazing but then i quickly (laughs) hit the limits of it i had an ob6 recently for quite a long time and i i didn't love it but at the same time i would get good stuff out of it but i didn't fall in love with it Hmm. So I think what I want is like a Jupiter kind of era, something that's like thick, has substance, has like weight to it. Like I find that the modern polysynths, I even, you know, used that Moog one for a month. I borrowed it for a friend from a friend. I found it to be thin. Mm. Um, wow. Uh, it's not often a description of, of a Moog, is it? Thin. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Moog. Um and a lot of what I really like is just using, you know, s- s- sine waves, square waves, sawtooth waves, and and and, mm. and going from there. Uh, so I would I would be very happy with a Jupiter. I've never used a CS80 that isn't broken. Um, <laughs> so maybe I won't go there because I'm not really sure. So maybe I'm just going to go for a Jupiter 8 and 
I mean, Jupiter 8, it's a, lov- it's a lovely choice. It's a beautiful instrument. So is it only the reliability of the CS80 that's making you avoid it? I mean, we can get you a, a really nice one. And the Forever Studio comes with a Forever Studio tech as well. So yeah. they're, they're always always on hand to fix stuff up. So should you blow up a microphone, for instance, or your CS80 goes wrong, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go CS80. It's still a restricted instrument, which I like. I, I think that I'm wary of things that are just like completely open. And, and the Moog mm. one to me, like... I don't like the sound that much and also it just feels like it's too wide there's there's too many possibilities I already have Ableton I can make any sound that exists I think within the CS80 there's a beautiful parameter that you're playing within and and that will be I mean that and the Jupiter so CS80 please it's lovely very good and have you used that much on your on your stuff because there's a lot of um, interesting pad work there's some big big polysynth chords definitely i mean i've i've used it live and uh you know in uh, real versions and plug-in versions mm. and um uh same with the jupiter same with uh sort of juno type stuff but yeah i really find that you know putting a few simple waveforms against each other is is what i'm after and i'm not looking for some synth sound that changes the, the history of electronic music at this point I, I i want like something in the right space with the right color and the right depth and at the end of the day it's about telling the story of the notes and those simple sounds get the melodies across in the best way they get the harmonies across in the best way so i'm very comfortable with kind of simple synthesis love that well it's a dream synth that takes us to item number five. So I've just got two more. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll do a little rundown and then you can you can change some things up if you want. But let's get these two. Okay. So I'm I'm a pianist. I'm not gonna go for a piano. I had a CP seventy in my LA studio. Nice. And it belonged to Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics oh. before it belonged to me. <laughs> I got it in a, a an estate sale. Uh it was at one of those auction places and mm. I I walked in and I saw it and I'd always wanted one and there was an I saw another guy walk in who looked like a music producer and we were both walking towards it and the way it works in America is you rip the price tag off it if you want it, basically. So I <laughs> did a hop, skip and a jump and ripped the price tag off this thing. <laughs> And bought it immediately before the other guy did. And I sold it to some friends during the pandemic. I lost basically my studio during the pandemic. Right. And lost the house I was in and all, all kinds of shit fell apart for me. Um, but that is still kind of within the family. I'm sure I could get it back if I really wanted to. But I love that instrument. I love that instrument. I think it's such a cool sound. I love the piano itself. And then this is just sort of like a a weird version of it it's so reminiscent of music that i love and eras of music that i love for me and also still feels like kind of otherworldly and futuristic and obviously you can just take a line out of it which is just brilliant you can go through you can do an effects through situation um it has tremolo funny tremolo thing in it um so i'll, I'll get a m- moderately well serviced C P seventy. You wouldn't just have the same one back but serviced. 
in terms of dream instruments, it's Dave Stewart's CP70. Like, it doesn't get much more dreamy, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that would be nice for me because I, I, I wrote a lot of music on that instrument and it feels quite personal to me. It needs some love, for sure. Can it come with a new hard case, you know, the the, the new tour hard case? Sure. We'll throw it in. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, wonderful, yeah. Very happy about that. So I'll take that as my um, my real life keyboard instrument. Nice. And so far, you don't have a way to input MIDI. Fuck. By a keyboard, there's no MIDI on the CP70, right? Or the CS80. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh, Chris. I just thought I'd stir that pot a little bit. It's a good um. pot. I'm, and I, I'm glad you stirred it. Um, <laughs> Uh, the way around that is that that midi grand piano, isn't it? Well, the is it the clavinova or something? Uh, yeah, it's the oh the disclavier, yeah, disclavier. I always say clavinova, but I mean the disclavier. I think I know. I think I know what I want here. There's no other kind of processing that I want. I'm not the right person to talk about compressors, uh, mic pre's. That's that's not me. I get what I need out of what I have here already. So I think I'll, I will get another instrument. So this is final item. And this is the one that people are going to scoff at, but I think I'm going to go for a Nord stage. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm internally scoffing. <laughs> um, what, so what, what is it about the Nord stage? Why? Why? It's got a proper weighted keyboard. It's a nice keyboard to play. The sounds are actually very good. So if I want to play organ organ sounds, or if I want to play Rhodes or like a electric piano or something, that's mm. that is a high enough quality for me. I would love my my dream 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 studio outside of your rules has two different Rhodes pianos in it, like three different organs, a couple of whirlies, like a clav. Like I'm mm. a keyboard instrument person. I love them for the textures that they've created historically so like you can make such a cool orchestral sound with a few of these instruments you know i mean i don't mean orchestral as in an orchestra but i mean like if you have a clav and you have a piano and you have an organ and you have them playing together that's fucking awesome those instruments work so well together in Mm. any genre they cut Mm -hmm. through each other's texture they back each other up those classic sounds are just great for songs and I want access to that. So I think as an instrument, it's got like, it's historically useful. And then I can use it as my MIDI keyboard. It's got a few stupid string sounds in it. I've never had one before. Every time I'm in a studio that has got one, I'm like, this is actually great. This is what I want. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, they're built fantastically as well because they're built for touring and stuff. They they feel... And I see, yeah, I see professional keyboard players, like real, the pros... Mm. The proper keys players love that instrument. So all handmade in Sweden as well. Swedish wood, Swedish steel. Really oh, nice instruments. Yeah. Okay, it's getting better yeah. and better. I think <laughs> yeah. that there's there's a snobbery from everyone else around it that I'm sensing, guys. But no, um, well, not from here. No snobbery. Yeah, yeah, no snobbery. No. I was okay. I was I was <laughs> scoffing because I knew that deep down you're choosing this because you're worried about the MIDI instrument factor. And yeah. you're selling the naught to yourself when really you could have like a beautiful Rhodes or something. You could have the new Rhodes, that's got MIDI. 
the Mark Mark Eight. Is it the Mark Eight? Yeah, but it doesn't have a funky clav sound, and I don't have any plugins. I don't have any good synth plugins here. So, or, or you know, I, I need I need something that's got classics as many classic sounds on it as possible. Fair. So yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna okay. go for the latest greatest Nord stage. Maybe get a, a paint job. Oh. It's festival season, and if if we all had a pound for every uh, Nord stage that we're going to see over the summer, mm-hmm. then we'd all be doing okay. Because yeah, it's literally just yeah. It was a genius move as well, having it yeah. them red as well. Yeah, it's like instantly yeah. recognisable. That's why we all know what we're talking about with those mm. those Nords. Yeah. But you said a paint job. What what colour? If you're not going to go red, yeah. What about like a slightly different red? Just like so slightly different, and people come into the studio and they're like, "What? What model is that? Like, what version Nord Stage is that?" And I can make some shit up. I can like, <laughs> I can lie about how it's some incredible rare, like maybe the prototype or like I don't know. But be, yeah, yeah, it's when when they were deciding on a brand color, they made three in three different reds, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is one of those three. Uh, it's one that yeah, this one it. actually has a piano sound in it that's Stevie Wonder's piano that was recorded by Stevie yeah. Wonder, resampled in, yeah. and uh, yeah, just this model. Just this model, yeah. Okay, so that comes to the end of your items, and uh, let's let's see how that sounds. Will, do you want to run us through? Let's run, run down this, the studio here. Okay. We're in Marin County. The architecture is brutalist. We're somewhere with broad seasonal change looking out from your studio. Presumably you have windows to be able to see this broad seasonal change. Are we saying? Yes. Windows. I'm concerned about this Marin County thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. Do you want to change it up let's, now? Let's just switch it to Mexico City, overlooking a park. Um, yeah, the whole building is mine and the studio's on the first floor, so it's a bit of a view. That is probably one of the biggest switch-ups we've had at this stage, this late in the game. Sorry. I need an explanation of the switch-up. I just suddenly realised how lonely I'll be in Marin County. (laughs) And uh, I need somewhere with a bit of life to it and a bit of romance. I think that Mexico City is a very romantic city. Um, There's lots of stories there, lots of history, great smells, great sounds. I I think that works for me. Nice. I like the weather. Is is there much seasonal change? Well, so when it rains, it pours. Okay. I mean, that is weird in LA, isn't it? When it never rains, and when it does rain, it's on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people crash their cars immediately. Yeah. yeah. They are, oh, no, water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right, then. Sorry, Will. So, let's 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 start from the top. But we're in Mexico City now. We're in Mexico City on the first floor of a building you own, in your studio overlooking a park. Your computer is a £50,000 Mac Pro. Your interface is a Universal Audio Apollo X4. For a DAW, you have Ableton Live 11 Suite. And then for your six items, for monitors, you have the Dynaudio Core 47s. Your handheld mic is the Neumann KMS 105. For effects, you've chosen the Eventide Ultra Harmonizer H3000. For your lush but simple chord work, you have the Yamaha CS80. Then, a personal choice, Dave Stewart's Yamaha CP70, formerly your CP70, 
the electric grand with additional touring hard case and your final item is the nord stage three how does that work i love it honestly and that is pretty much all i need anyway and all i use anyway on top of that in my previous studio that i had for six years i just had like toys you know you just described pretty much what my creative setup is everything else is just like you know things that cost two three four hundred dollars um and like a casio keyboard going through a distortion pedal so Mm. that is fantastic it sounds great the mexico city thing the owning a building i love that um (laughs) yeah thank you thank you well we have one more little cherry on the top of this which is uh, you're allowed one more luxury item which is not something gear related something for your studio as a luxury item anything you can dream of what would you have in that studio well i read the brief and i thought about this this is one that i thought about and i went through a few things at first it was a chef mm-hmm. okay um, yeah popular choices and then it was a stylist <laughs> Um, because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be super fun to have like I, you know, there's a there's a couple of fresh outfits laid out for me every morning, and I can put on some great outfit, have my coffee, and then go and make music. That's actually a wicked. I love that. <laughs> That's a really good choice. Yeah. Okay. We've uh, never had that as well. That's okay. Great. But I've, I'm gonna bypass that though, because now I'm in Mexico City. I would really love a handgun. Well, I'd really love like a a housekeeper, basically. I'd like somebody who brings in some fresh fruit and veg in my food that I'm going to cook, maybe prepares lunch and puts some flowers. Could still lay out a few outfits for you as well. Definitely irons my shirts. You might not be as cool, but could lay them out for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I still have to do the shopping here. Um, Yeah. but flower, fresh flowers, and um, I'm definitely somebody who keeps a very tidy studio floor. Like I, I, I've even I even go into other people's studios and I ask them to clean it before we start working. And if they don't, I will. Um, I can't stand like a, a unnecessarily dirty creative space. I don't mind if it's messy. In my head, you're going into these studios like Elton John now, and you're like, "This is a mess. I need fresh flowers." <laughs> like full-on studio diva i love it yeah yeah no but i'm nice about it but that is what happens <laughs> absolutely i'll go and and like let's vacuum this go and get some flowers and light a candle like it stinks of men no one's mm. it's it's dusty and the and the yeah. windows need opening i'll do it i mean yeah that's something that doesn't come up on the podcast but should be addressed is the smell of some studios oh, is like yeah. i i completely agree with you there like and um and even in commercial studios, you get that when you you go in after people have been in there a while, and you're like, "Yeah, guys, this is uh... the LA studio scene." Certainly in the private studio scene, there's a there's a big um, candle economy and incense economy. <laughs> Everyone has got their <laughs> scents sorted out, um, and I respect it. I'm I became a pretty big incense guy myself. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going. My luxury item is a a housekeeper. Yeah. To keep the studio smelling fresh, looking fresh, fresh flowers, lay out the shirts yeah. and the outfits, get the fruit and veg in. I like it. Yeah, good choice. Focus on the music making and nothing else. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much 
for coming on the show. It's been a blast. Um, and I hope you're going to be happy in your forever studio. Thank you. It's it's great. I'm going to have regrets, I, I feel. But <laughs> currently, it sounds absolutely incredible. And apart from the $50,000 Mac, it's it's doable. It's mm. doable. Well, and the 30 grand CSAE. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's tricky <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still. It's probably more than 30 grand if it's one of the few ones that is actually in perfect condition, actually. Um, yeah. I don't know. what was a, what was Has anybody seen one go for sale recently? I think the last time I looked, they were going for like eight, but that was years and years ago. They must be. Come on, come on Will. I do have an answer on that one, actually. Um, that is $93,000. Hey. What? <laughs> yeah, wicked. But it does have it has MIDI. Oh, okay. That's not that doesn't add seventy thousand dollars worth of value. <laughs> well, that is what it's going for right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. If if you bought one of those in like early two thousands, the, the that's incredible. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyway, to wrap up, then before we go. Orlando, can you tell us a little bit about your new record and where slash when people can get that? Yes, um, my second album is coming in September the, September the 9th. It's called When the Lights Go. Plug, 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 plug. Um, Lovely. If you're feeling <laughs> supportive, buy it on iTunes, I guess. That's the best way I to help me any any physical uh, releases at all of it is it yep. vinyls and yeah stuff as doing well? several different vinyls and cassettes and cds and and all the rest um lovely and this is a this is a self-released thing so it's a great adventure into the bits of the music industry i haven't sort of delved into before it's, it's fun it's very fun it's a lot of work but it's very fun wonderful excellent well congratulations on that well orlando thank you so much Woo! thank you Okay, well, thank you so much to Orlando for coming on the show. That was an amazing, a totally amazing show. <laughs> see, I see, see what I did. He's not on again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks again to Orlando. That was awesome, and uh, what a nice chap as well. Loved all that talk about the uh, the incense as well. That is something that is much overlooked in studios. So remember, people, yeah. the stinky <laughs> studio is not good. We upsold a few dreams as well, which is always we nice. Did. And uh, yeah. Dave, Dave Stewart's Yamaha CP70 got a shout out so it's all, all the name drops very nice it's a beautiful show anyway yeah who do we have next week Chris next week we have Eats Everything who's fast becoming one of the most in-demand DJs and remixers and he's also devastating dance floors with his own productions too so it's somebody we've been trying to track down for a while and we're really really privileged that he's come on the podcast uh, he's a really fun dude and he's got a ton of technology so we're really excited to see what he chooses yes we are can't wait so join us next time for another adventure into studio foreverdom bye-bye bye-bye